Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored, unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back, relax, and thank you for being part of the conversation. How you doing, bud? I'm chilling. How about you? Doing good, doing we good. We have a hell of a show today. Very long show, yes. We're going to try to get through it as quick as possible. And maintain our excitement. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because yes. Because... Oh, yes. Oh, boy, do we have two stories that you're going to hear some ranting on. Oh, they've, they've seen the thumbnail. They've seen the thumbnail. They've seen they it. Know. They they know what's coming. They know what's about to happen. But uh, before we get Our into that... Our pop figures don't give it away either. Yeah, what, why would they? But uh, before we get into that, um, want to address something about some topics last week. Mm-hmm. We reported about the Vulture article about the Don't Worry Darling drama. Yes. Well, I do want to say that in People magazine, in, in an exclusive to People, um, 40 crew members... On Don't Worry Darling came forward and said that they that that was not true and that they did not witness that. And so there's some back and forth going on as to what really happened. Honestly, until I think Florence Pugh comments and says something did or did not happen, I will continue to act and assume that the Vulture reporting was correct. But it is important to note that 40 crew members have come out and said, hey, it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. But to me, silence speaks louder than any volume. And the fact that she continuously has not said anything, Florence Pugh, is like... Because it's so easy. A, a great example of this. When uh, when everyone thought Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, hey, um, you know, it looks like this happened, you know, and it didn't. And then 12 hours later, a, a rep for Chris Pine was like, no, Harry Styles did not spit on him. No reps have come out for Florence Pugh, for Olivia Wilde. I mean, Olivia yeah. Wilde said that it's not true, but like no rep for Florence Pugh has come out to say, hey, no this never happened like and it's so easy right well because like even with like the spitgate stuff Mm -hmm. uh like i just watched uh a clip of nick kroll who's in the movie on uh i think he was on jimmy fallon Mm -hmm. and he asked jimmy fallon asked him about the drama he goes yeah we needed marketing for the movie so right before the premiere i just grabbed harry styles i said hey spit right on chris pine (laughs) (laughs) that's hysterical so like that stuff has reached the point of like okay that didn't happen we're gonna joke about it yeah that's a meme level yeah yeah but still, like, 12 hours later, it was denied, yeah. you know, and the fact that this is still up in the air from the people involved, you know, we'll we'll see. But, hey, maybe that's true. Maybe the 40 crew members are correct. There is 40 of them, yeah. and which I'm sure there's more crew members on set. But, hey, important to note, that's all. Do you think Florence Pugh will end up saying something down the line? If she does, it won't be for a while. Like, do you think this has to... I mean, it, it already seems like it's out of proportion at this point. I think, think the first time worse? she's going to get asked about it is when she starts doing press for Dune. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. So. I feel like it, this is really just going to end with her posting, like, uh, like an open letter on Instagram just saying, like, I harbor no ill will, yeah. but it was not a pleasant experience. Yeah, that's probably what's going to end up happening. And we'll just leave it at that. I don't want to work with Olivia Wilde again. Yeah. But... It's in the past. Yeah. What happened, happened. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But anyway, I just wanted to address that at the top of the show. Now let's get into some of the stories of stuff that happened during the previous week. Yes. Um, Just to uh, kind of kick things off here before I throw it into your direction. Yeah, yeah. Apes together strong, Nick. Apes together strong. There's a new plan to the Apes movie in the works. Yes. Uh, acting as a sequel to the original trilogy, I believe. Well, right? the the Andy Circus, yeah, the newer ones, yes, yes, yes. Which is the most surprising yeah. part of the whole thing, because like when we had heard a while ago that Disney planned on rebooting Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, it'll probably be like another 
remake or another reboot of what's going on. But no, it's going to pick up after War for the Planet of the Apes. This is actually what the um, film's official Twitter had to say. A new saga begins, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is the title, picking up many years after War for the Planet of the Apes, starts production next month and stars Omen Teague, Freya Allen, and Peter Macon, directed by Wes Ball. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes arrives in 2024. So, listen, that trilogy was solid. Yes. They did do Rise and then Dawn, instead of Dawn then Rise, which upsets me a little bit, but it's fine. Um... The Matt Reeves-directed ones, Dawn and War, were very good. I'm partial. This is nothing against Matt Reeves, but I am I just really liked the first movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and it just seems to never be brought up in the conversation of the trilogy, and I'm like, I like that one, damn it. So whenever <laughs> I get a chance to talk about that one, I do like that one a lot. But um, the whole trilogy is great. Um, what an ending War for the Planet of the Apes had for that trilogy, and I, and I know that... For people who are unfamiliar with the franchise, the original film came out in like 1968, Charlton Heston, Mm -hmm. um, one of the big cinematic twists of all time, which we won't give away. And then it's kind of spawned its own franchise back in the day that many people didn't like the sequels, but the first one was a certified classic. They remade it again in 2001 with Tim Burton and Mark Wahlberg. Not great. (laughs) And then they did the reboot with The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and they kind of... There's some fun references to the original film, that if you wanted to in your headcanon say like, oh, this is part of that. It's a sequel to the mm-hmm. first film, but not really. And they made a new trilogy of films. Excellent. Excellent movies. But I'm excited about this. What are your thoughts on Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes coming out? One. What a bitchin' title. Yes. That's a great title. And, you know, I was very satisfied with how the last one ended. Mm-hmm. And... But I also do see how they could make another one off of that. And if you have talented folk behind it, is Matt Reeves producing at all? Does he have any involvement? Do you know? That I do not know. Or is it all just kind of Twitter stuff? that I I want to say the only thing that's been released so far is like it's going to be a whole new team doing it. Gotcha. But I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Reeves has some sort of executive producing credit considering that they're going to continue the franchise rather than reboot it. Especially off of stuff that he yeah. made. So. But but I think what the film is going to do is that if you know it's a sequel, then it's a sequel. But like you don't have to have seen the other ones to get this one. Because it says many years after. Yeah. War so it's not of the like Apes, Caesar's so, getting yeah. in it, that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited. I really like all those movies. Um, I binge watched them on a plane once. <laughs> And I was like, so uh, I watched one and two, sorry, before the third one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. And I think the third one, I mean, just the drama that they're able to get out of these movies. Yeah. Because you you would think it would kind of be written off as like, oh, monkeys. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so much character. Like, I still stand by that Andy Serkis should have been nominated for an Oscar for the third movie. Yeah. For his portrayal as Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's definitely some debate as to whether motion capture should be considered, especially with how intense some of that work can be. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's exciting news. I, I think so, too. What do you guys think about uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes coming in 2024? <laughs> Let us know in the comments below as we move on to our next story. Uh, Nick is going to be really excited about it. <laughs> I'm going to let him fully tank the reins on this one, and I will watch from afar. <laughs> so take it away, buddy. Uh, so obviously on this show, we are more focused on movie-centric news. We kind of dabble a little bit into TV if it directly correlates to greater movies like we reported that Peaky Blinders was getting a movie all the Marvel shows connect to the movies well we have another instance of TV affecting movies the sitcom community which is one of my favorite shows of all time Mm -hmm. uh, has always had this kind of 
framework that they established in the show where the show would be six seasons in a movie. Well, they got canceled after five. And then after that, Yahoo streaming service picked them up for a six season. So people are like, oh my God, they hit the six. Uh, then Yahoo went bankrupt. <laughs> and the cast has always joked that it was because of them that they yeah. bankrupt an entire streaming service. Well, officially, Peacock streaming service has picked up the rights to the community movie fulfilling the prophecy of six seasons and a movie. And that is great. Dan Harmon, the original creator of the show, who's also the head of Rick and Morty, uh, is back to write the show, or write the movie, and executive produce, as well as uh, several of the actors from the show, Joe McHale, Allison Breed, Jillian Jacobs, um, Danny Pudi, Ken Jeong, and, uh, oh my god, who played the dean? You're doing so good. I know. I lost steam there. The Dean Pelton mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are all back. Uh, unfortunately, there is no word as to if Shirley, played by Yvette Nicole Brown, and Donald Glover's Troy will be in it. I imagine that they are both. Well, I believe uh, Yvette Nicole Brown took a break from acting, and Donald Glover is Donald Glover. Yeah. So very he busy. is expensive and busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would be honestly shocked if the whole thing went without a cameo. Yeah. At, at least like minimum. a small appearance. Yeah. Um, there's no release date yet. And the script is being written currently, but there is confirmation that it's happening on Peacock. Are you excited? I'm so happy. <laughs> and there have been so many jokes about like just pulling clips from when they would say six seasons in a movie in the show yeah, and yeah. everything like that. Uh, the finale in the sixth season, mm-hmm. when it cuts to black, it says hashtag and a movie. Mm-hmm. So it's so nice to just get that. And apparently there was like a bidding war. Amongst really? the streaming services. I, I, I love a bidding it. war, so yeah. please give it to me. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They just kind of said that it was a top priority for several major streaming platforms. So I'm sure, sure Peacock, Hulu, Netflix, I'm sure mm-hmm. they all yeah. wanted it. Um, but something that's interesting with that, too, is Community is on Netflix and Hulu. Oh. And it will now also be on Peacock because they also got. No. Oh. Non-exclusive. But they will have the entire catalog as well. Which is interesting that three different platforms have it. Yeah, that is strange. You don't you don't see that a lot. No. Exactly. That's yeah. why uh, I I could be wrong. I think Netflix might be overseas. Okay, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Okay. I know it's definitely on Hulu, and the mm. article did say it was on Netflix. Okay, uh, but yeah, Peacock will also get the entire catalog. Did you ever watch the sixth season on Yahoo? I did. Well, I watched it like on Hulu, like yeah. after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fine. Uh, Dan Harmon left, and honestly, the show wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Even after that, a lot of people say it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. I thought it was... Their worst season is still better than most other sitcoms. I see. Okay. Kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that it was fine, and the Yahoo one was also fine. It was kind of weird, because obviously a lot of the cast didn't return, and mm-hmm. they kind of formulated that, but I, I feel like the show still never lost like the essence of the show. Yeah especially with Dan Harmon behind the wheels. So mm-hmm. I, all great news. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. What do you guys think about Community finally getting the movie that it prophesies within its own show? Let us know as we move on to our next story here. And, uh, dude, you're having a great day. You're going to be, dude, there's a couple topics you're going to be excited <laughs> the show about. This just made for me today, yes, and I'm yes. so happy about it. So uh, tell us what we got next. Well, <laughs> I love the Now You See Me movies. Now You See Me 1, Now You See Me 2, the Magic Heist movies with Dave Franco, Jesse Eisenberg, Etc. Michael Caine, uh, Mark Ruffalo. I'm losing mm-hmm. steam here. Yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Lionsgate has announced 
a third Now You See Me movie. Yes. Which is going to be directed by Ruben Fleischer, who directed the first Venom, most recently Uncharted, and Dalton and I's favorite movie, Gangster Squad. I fucking love Gangster Squad. I am so pumped because, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, Ruben Fleischer movies, mm-hmm. very bang average a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But, man, I love them all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so pumped for this. And I will say, each interview I've seen with him, he seems like a genuinely great guy. Yeah. Like, every time he talks about movies. But anyway, um, Deadline broke the news, and he actually gave a quote to Deadline. And I'm going to read what he said in the Deadline article. Commentating on the announcement, Fleischer said, There are three things in this world I absolutely love. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, and Magic. To have the chance to work with these two talented actors, as well as the rest of the incredible cast of the Now You See Me movies, is a dream come true. Because I didn't even think about the fact... Zombieland. That it's a Zombieland reunion. Yeah. And those three work incredibly well together. Because he did both, I believe, right? Ruben Fleischer also did... Zombieland Zombieland 2 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is exciting. And, And what I will say... Of all the films that Ruben Fleischer's made, some I love, some I don't, mm-hmm. Zombieland and Zombieland 2 are the clear winners of, like, his best films. I, I would agree with that in my, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Right under that is Gangster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the first Venom. I'll I know. I'm entirely honest with you. I know. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, um, I'm not familiar with the Now You See Me films. We're not familiar with them in that they were advertised everywhere when they were coming out. But yeah. I, I never did see them. I did not see Now You See Me. Mm-hmm. You have, with your view on the franchise, do you think Ruben Fleischer is the right choice? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely it is. <laughs> um, he has a very... He's not stylized, I would say, but for some reason I can very much tell that it's a Ruben Fleischer movie. Okay. And certain elements that he does, I feel like just fit with the franchise very well. Okay. Um. So, like, for example, in the second movie, there's a scene where they're all being, like, searched, and there's, like, a card, and they're throwing the card, like, between each other as they're getting, like, oh, that's searched. Great. But it, like, tracks the card, mm-hmm. and, like, that just feels like a, a Ruben Fleischer-type shot. Yeah. Like, if you had told me the first two were directed by him, I would have actually probably believed <laughs> you. I'll be entirely honest. Okay. Um, So, I think it's great, and obviously, I feel like when actors and directors have worked together before and have that kind of chemistry, I feel like that just betters the product overall. Like, if you look at, like, a Scorsese and De Niro, I am about to compare Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro to Ruben Fleischer and Jesse Eisenberg. Please continue. (laughs) So I feel like, you know, they already have a good rapport. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I would imagine Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg were probably in producing or having some involvement in getting the third one off the ground. Oh, true, and And they they probably They might have even suggested them, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that just works really well especially when you have people that are he's clearly excited about it yeah so i feel like even just that already elevates the project on its own yeah awesome so what do you guys think about now you see me three officially happening with ruben fleischer in the director's chair let us know as we move on to our next story this one's fun for me (laughs) uh go ahead and introduce it to me sir yeah well you you remember the summer of movie pass oh who doesn't oh what a time to be alive we were in college we were broke yes ten dollars a month i was at the movies every day every fucking day. day yeah and well movie pass came back 
recently. Yes, yes. And now the former movie pass executives are accused accused of fraud. Yes, yes. By the SEC. By the SEC. So uh, here's what Variety had to say, who was one of the many outlets reporting on the story. The SEC accused Lowe and Farnsworth, those were the owners of MoviePass during that time when it dropped $10 a month, of violating securities laws of profiting from their alleged fraud. The agency also charged that Khalid Item, a MoviePass executive, submitted false invoices to the company and obtained more than $310,000 for his own personal benefit. So um, basically what they're being accused of is saying when they dropped the price to $10, they knew it wasn't going to work and they tried to benefit them, profit themselves and lying to the shareholders. Which you can't do. That's fraud. And um, now I, I, I do want to point out that the people accused of this have released statements in the same article denying the accusations. They're saying that it's not true. But of course they would. Um, but, and also I want to point out, the movie pass that's coming back is under the original owner who had it before selling it to the people who dropped it to $10 a month. It's almost like a prodigal son returns moment for MoviePass. We'll see if the new MoviePass works. I know they're beta testing it in some territories. I am on the wait list. So, Did you actually? Yes. <laughs> so um, it'll be fun. I wish <laughs> I wish I still had my MoviePass card. I, I wish I it. did too. That I, would be Hannah great. might still have hers. Really? I'm not sure. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But I wish I still had it. I think I just did a very like ceremonious mm-hmm. card cutting yes, when it ended. Probably. Because I was just so sad. Yeah. And, and unlike also... um. I know Adam Tickets was running a promotion, a real promotion, that if you sent them a photo of a cut-up MoviePass card, they would give you, like, a free year or something. Or, like, a free... For what? Like, they had... Adam Tickets had their own subscription. Yeah. It wasn't a free year, maybe, like, a free month. Mm -hmm. If you sent them a photo of you cutting up your MoviePass card, they would give you a free month. That's funny. Which is hysterical. But um, the whole reason, like, the whole MoviePass thing going on... First of all, I can't wait for them to make a movie about MoviePass... Yeah, how's that not greenlit yet? <laughs> it, it, it'll happen eventually, or some kind of documentary. Because yeah. basically what MoviePass did, the new owners, is they were like, hey, let's do a business model that clearly will not work and try to strong arm movie theaters who pre-COVID were in a much better situation than they were now. It still wasn't a great scenario, but it was better. And they were like, let's strong arm movie theaters and having them give us their like concession stand money because we are driving a lot of people to the theater, they thought. And while... And they were also going to sell data to studios about um, if someone had a chance to see a movie for basically $10 or for free, what would they go see? Mm-hmm. So they were going to sell the data, personal data. They were going to try to strong our movie theaters. And when certain movies would run ads on MoviePass, they would block you from seeing other movies that came out. So it was really shady bullshit. Um, anyone who's fans of like the YouTube movie space, um, if you just YouTube like Dan Morrow versus MoviePass... Like, it's been a whole thing for, like, months. And every time there's a MoviePass update, he makes a video and talks about it. Really? I know they, he still has his frame. Yes, and they hate each other. Like, MoviePass, like, the original, or not the original, but the these guys and Dan Murrow. Like, it was like, he went on the news in California at one point to talk about MoviePass. That's hysterical. It's crazy. But um, didn't MoviePass make an original movie with um the Evan Peters one? Uh, I think they produced it. They produced it. I don't it. know if it was like, yeah, uh, okay. American Animals. Yes, yes. Which was fantastic. Which I still haven't I'll seen. To be entirely honest I with you, watch. I love that movie. But yeah. But yeah, no, I thought that it was interesting that they are finally being accused of fraud by the SEC. They will most likely lose MoviePass. Well, those low and Farnsworth will most likely lose. And it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah. What I find most interesting is like the fraud aside. My favorite part of the whole storyline is they had the data. Mm-hmm. 
they could sell to the produ- to the movie studios. This is what people are seeing, mm-hmm. which is a solid idea, especially if I mean personal data gets sold all the time. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So that part makes sense. Like that's a solid like plan of just like well we're gonna offer this we'll get the data and then we our profit comes from selling the data my favorite part of it is all the studios and theaters being like no we don't want it (laughs) and then it just collapsed yeah like them just saying no just shattered everything it shattered it and movie theaters were like fuck you we'll make our own subscription (laughs) exactly (laughs) and they did my favorite part is like i love when there's something so obvious Mm -hmm. like that and no one does it and then one does it and then it's like oh yeah because here's the thing. If MoviePass was moderately priced, yeah. which when it comes back it will be, movie theaters would love MoviePass. Because, like, for example, I worked at a movie theater during the summer of MoviePass. Yeah. And in the beginning there, it was very much like, hey, if someone comes with MoviePass and they don't know how it works because it was kind of complicated, help them. Like, please, like, show them how to use it because they could choose to go any theater with their MoviePass. They're choosing to come here. Yeah. Treat, like, please help them. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. No shit. When shits like this started happening, we were told from higher ups, like, don't help customers with movie pass. Wow. Which is nuts, right? Yeah. And like I was like, why? Like, they're coming to us. Like, wh- what was all the stuff you told us about them coming straight to us, you know? And yeah. then n- it makes sense now and that there was probably some shady shit going on on the higher ups and they were like, Shut it down. Which is hilarious, but always doomed to fail. Yeah, but I mean, because like the thing is, like right now, you and I have AMC A list. Mm-hmm. The closest AMC is thirty minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. I have the theater at a mall across the street from me, and I have a Regal that's ten minutes away. Mm-hmm. But I like AMC, so I go all the way over there. But if I had Movie Pass, oh, you'd be abusing that. Yeah, the like theater. a Tuesday night randomly, like mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh. This movie that I know the group doesn't want to see. Yeah. I'll just go see it here. Yeah. And not drive 30 minutes of traffic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. everyone now is just so siloed in their individual theaters. Yeah. And for those of you that want to know, like, why, why did it fail? Like, why was the $10 a month mm-hmm. thing? Here's why. You paid $10 a month. You could see one movie, one regular 2D movie per day, every day mm-hmm. for $10 a month. Insane, right? Yeah. The problem is... It's cheaper than a ticket. Cheaper than a ticket. The problem is every time you sent that money or every time you bought a ticket at the movie theater, MoviePass paid full ticket price. Most movie theaters are like, I think the average across the U.S. is like $11. At the time, it was like 9 Yeah. But like if you're in California, a movie ticket costs like $23, like a regular 2D ticket. So you would pay nothing. And MoviePass would pay 23 And you're just giving them $10 a month. If you do that every day, they're losing constant money. And that's what was happening. Yeah. And it was a crazy, crazy time. But it was so fun. That was 2017, I remember. Yeah. I remember going to see movies with MoviePass. I saw Shape of Water with MoviePass. I saw the Best Picture winner. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I saw so- Coco alone in a theater. <laughs> How at, was that? At 10.30 on a Wednesday. <laughs> 10.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Good. I was crying. And then the theater <laughs> walked in to do the check, and he just looked at me and then walked out. <laughs> that that tracks. That's my movie vest story. Yes, yes. But uh, Let's go back to the simpler times. Yes, right. Just much easier times. What do you guys think about the SEC officially accusing um, Lowe and Farnsworth, who used to own MoviePass, of fraud? 
Let us know as we move into our next story. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, this is when shit starts to hit the fan, Nicholas. We will be moving on to the Marvel section of, what? of uh, the show now on this show. On this show? Man. Talking about Marvel? But listen, as far as Marvel news go, oh boy, do we got some big shake We got some now. big fucking news. Holy crap. You're about what? to see, this first story makes us sad. The following two. Guys, you're about to see Nick and I get way too excited. Um, as you know, Marvel is developing a Blade movie. Yes, I was I was in Hall H when they announced it. When they brought out Mahershala Ali, Blade 2023. Yep. yep. We're going to lose it, aren't we? Yep, yep, probably, <clears throat> but go on. Well, Blade has some shakeups now as they have lost director Bassam Tariq. Yes, so um, the director that was currently going to direct Blade, which was going to start production in just a few weeks, has left the project. And this is what The Hollywood Reporter had to say who broke the story. Marvel Studios' Blade will no longer have director Bassam Tariq at the helm. Blade, which has a release date of November 3rd, 2023. There's no fucking way they hit that release date now. Was gearing up to begin shooting in November in Atlanta. It is unclear how Tariq's departure will impact production. Start of the vampire action thriller, which has Oscar winner Mahershala Ali... Excuse me, in the title role. So, this is bad if you're on the Blade set. Um, so, basically, this immediately starts to point to, like, why? Why and how did this happen? Yeah. Well, we're going to take what we know is true and combine it with some rumor, and I'll be clear to differentiate what's real and what's rumor. Mm-hmm. Here's what's real. From THR, that director has stepped away. That is real. They gave joint statements, very good PR, Marvel and him, saying, oh, didn't work out. He's, and I believe he's still remaining as an executive producer. Yes, yes. Now, listen, you don't quit a movie this Weeks late in the game went. without something wrong is going on. In the Hollywood Reporter article, they state that the new writer, because the uh, writer is also no longer part of the project, the writer of the original script. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, I'll just read it verbatim. Blade has seen it start a production shift at least once before, if not twice, as sources say the project has undergone several rounds of script rewrites. Bo DeMaio, who has worked on shows such as Star Trek Strange New Worlds and The Witcher, as well as Marvel's own Moon Knight, and he's going to be the head writer of the X-Men 97 animated revival series, is said to be the show's current writer. They say that's true, and they link an article to none other than Murphy's Multiverse. Good for them. They're uh, just a rumor mill type yeah, place, right? Where yeah. they reported that Bo DeMaio was writing, was going to do script rewrites on Blade. This is what Murphy's Multiverse had to say. While Disney has not commented officially on it, DeMaio has taken up temporary residence in Atlanta where Blade is in pre-production. Now I'm going to take us into a story from the direct. This is where stuff gets fishy, and this is, this, this is actually officially rumor territory now. In the direct. Bo DeMaio, the new writer, is leading... And a complete overhaul of the movie, starting everything from scratch, writing a new script that is essentially basically brand new from what the one that happened before, Kevin Feige being impressed with his work on Moon Knight and X-Men 97. It goes on to say that what they're completely rehauling the movie, which caused the director to quit, and that Mahershala Ali is really upset about the whole process of the making of the movie Blade. Mm-hmm. That is rumor. Because to me, I don't think you're rewriting the whole script. Personally. Okay. I could be wrong. This could all be true, but don't take it as true because one, it's not confirmed. And two, I do think Bo DeMaio was brought on to do rewrites of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's clearly writing the movie, but a complete rewrite. 
ain't no fucking way they're making their release date. No. Then there's no way they're making their release date now. That we're going to find out later that that has moved past November. They'll probably swap it with whatever is supposed to come after it. Yeah. They'll, they'll, you know how they play with the order. They'll figure it out. Yeah. But there's no way it hits that release date. Unless the writing was just minor touch-ups and the whatever director they hire is like, hey, you have to direct this. Yeah. Kind of like when Star Wars got J.J. Abrams to come back for Ride Skywalker. They were like, you're making this. (laughs) Please. Here's the issue with that, though. Does that... I feel like that make potentially makes a worse product. Pro- yes. Because I feel like with a director, if you're going to bring a director in, let them put their style into it. I agree. But I also think that it might be a one-for-you, one-for-me scenario. Mm-hmm. With, like, for example, let's say they have to do the story. It has to come out at this time. They need to start shooting. They go get a director, and they're like, hey... You can bring your style to this, but you have to make the script. You can't change it. Yeah. And, you know, you have to hit all these points. However, if you do this for us, if you're interested in a project, we'll have first refusal. We're like, we have to say no. Yeah. Before you take it anywhere else. Now, with Marvel, that's a bit difficult because it has to be based on Marvel material. Mm-hmm. But still, that freedom of like, hey, do this for us. We'll do something for you. Or Disney as a studio. Maybe it's something Disney related. Yeah, Fox. they want to do something on that end. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how it goes. I don't know. It could... Now, hey, that room, that report could be true. It's all a rewrite. And then we have to, like, get into when is it going to come out now? Like, how much longer is it going to take? Because we're going to find out stuff about being reworked in the next story we talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on them losing the director? And do you think any of this is true about completely rewriting the script? Um, I mean, I think it's it's... I think it's always a shame when a director leaves a project, especially this close to production, mm-hmm. regardless of how amicable it, amicable it was. It still sucks because it's not like they started working on this months ago. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Bassam Tariq has been on the project for so well, long. Probably over point. a year. Exactly. Yeah. So stuff like that always sucks when you put all your hard work. Like look at Scott Derrickson with um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. especially having they did the first Doctor Strange at that point. Yeah. So it always sucks to see that. But also, if it's not the right fit and if it's going to make a better product, then yeah. sometimes business is business. Sometimes it is. And in terms of the rewriting, uh, I mean, if he was brought on to, I feel like that really depends on how much the Marshall Ali being upset mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. Okay. If that's true, I feel like it would be a whole mm-hmm. over rewrite on it but then that definitely delays that because you could be having to build different sets you could have to be doing all this stuff and and i i want to point out something i didn't mention in the rumor article was they're saying that kevin feige stretched too thin i do believe that i do believe that their output is is to and listen i love marvel Mm -hmm. i but i feel like i i'm starting to kind of see a noticeable decline Mm -hmm. in some of the quality of things and it's a shame because also Kevin Feige has all those trusted people that he goes with, mm-hmm. but clearly that's he's still trying to be everywhere at once. And, and I'm sure everybody wants Feige. Like exactly. everyone wants his input, wants his help. Exactly. You know? yeah. So it it might just be time to cut back a little bit on mm-hmm. that front. You know, stop doing three movies a year mm-hmm. and five TV shows. Do two and two or whatever be it. Yeah. But at the same time, if it if it comes down to Marshall being upset, then it's a total rewrite. If it's not, I could imagine just some little tweaks here and there. Because from, I think the rumors were what? There were like two fight scenes 
yeah. in a Blade movie, which yeah. is asinine. Mm, yeah, yeah. So right there already, you're in you're in mm-hmm. trouble. Yeah. Um, here's my question. I want to pose to you though. Okay. Who, who could you see them bringing in? Oh, like a new director for Blade? Yeah. Do, you, do you see Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele. I don't think he'd go for the Marvel sandbox. I don't know if he would do it, but I would love it. Mm. Okay. All right. You think there's any world where they get Derrickson back? Maybe. Depending on how good the split with Doctor Strange was. Yeah. Ooh. Uh. Um, oh my gosh, the guy who directs um, Mandalorian with Bill Burr, and he was going to direct Flash at one point. Rick Famuyiwa. Rick Famuyiwa. Famuyiwa. Yes, Rick Famuyiwa. I did like his Mando episodes a lot. Yeah, that'd be good. Now hear me out. Hear me out. Werewolf by Night has been getting fantastic early reviews. Yes. And is in the horror mythological landscape. Mm-hmm. What do you think the odds are of Michael Giacchino, who directed Werewolf by Night and scored every Marvel movie pretty much mm-hmm. at this point, just stepping in on a short notice of like, because he said in interviews like, no, I loved directing. I want to do that more. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you want Blade? We're... Then we can talk about other little things down the line, but can you go into Blade real quick? It's hard to say because I haven't seen Werewolf by Night yet, uh-huh. and I'm I'm watching it day fucking one. Absolutely, but I'm glad that they gave him like a TV movie. Yeah. to like, all right, cut your teeth. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. If it blows our minds, I'd be more comfortable being like, fuck yeah, give it to Michael yeah. Giacchino. But at the same time, I don't know how busy he is on his composing front. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe he's got tons of stuff lined up that he has to do. Maybe not, but maybe he does. And um, I do think that it could lead to him doing other stuff, but. Let's hop over and do Blade real quick. Like, I I don't know. Do you think the issue is Blade is too recognizable, too? Like, Blade's a big no. IP in that, where it's like, Werewolf by Night, we can experiment a bit, but Blade kind of has to be a specific thing. No, I just think that it is a making a large-scale feature film thing, which mm-hmm. Marvel's done before, like James Gunn, yeah. um, Scott Derrickson, even. Like, I mean, they made, like, feature films and stuff, but nothing on that scale. Yeah. John Watts, cop car. John Watts, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, maybe. But I, I could see, like, especially if Kevin Feige stretched too thin, he's he's going to want to get somebody who, like, he feels like he's not worried about it. Yeah. You know? So, excuse me, I think maybe that would be more the route to go. But see, my thing with that is, though, too, like, they just hired Matt Shackman, who did WandaVision, mm-hmm. to direct Fantastic Four. That's true. And he's... I mean, an established TV director, and I think WandaVision was still is still the best Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. But it's like Fantastic Four is something they need to focus on and get right because of the reputation going into it for yeah. the Fantastic Four. So all those reports where he said he wants someone that he can just mm-hmm. let go and do it, but then you get Matt Shackman. It's kind of like where's that balance? Yeah, but but I also think that um, like Michael Giacchino, them liking World of My Night and saying okay. Here, we're doing a project in 2026 that I think you could really be good at. Start to develop it now. Yeah. Is much more, is less, less of a stretch than, okay, we're going to take you and we're going to go put you on the set of Blade and go. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's difficult. What I would like to see, be, just because it'd be funny, is if they got Guillermo del Toro, who directed Blade 2 with Wesley Snipes. That would be fucking awesome. That'd be rad. There's no way, Mm-mm. but it would be awesome. I saw people throwing out like Spike, uh, Spike uh, Lee, Spike Lee as well. And that I'm like, would be I don't cool. know if that I, that that's too big a get. I think maybe it would be cool though. It'd be neat, yeah. Ryan Coogler is probably still busy with other Black Panther stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I hope Wesley Snipes is in the movie. I know that's not a uh, <laughs> a director, but I hope he plays Whistler. That'd be awesome. We probably get. You, there's a chance he gets Snipes in uh like a The Secret Wars or something. That's possible. Dope as hell. But I mean, yeah, I feel like there's a great a bunch of great names that they can they can pull from. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they go with a uh, um, Nia DaCosta. Oh, true. Mar- just the, did the Marvels. Since the Marvels has and they're done as wrapped. That's on a shelf. Yeah. You know, in a pinch. Yeah, so that's yeah, true. I feel like there's a few. I feel I, honestly, I feel like the chances of it being someone that's already in house is significantly higher. Than, I agree. Than bringing in someone. I agree. Watch tomorrow. They announce like Christopher Nolan's doing Blade, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Give Raimi one more chance. <laughs> I, I I love Doctor Strange too, dude. Look at me. You tell me tomorrow that Sam Raimi's making Blade. I'm fucking there so fast. <laughs> Oh my uh, god! But no, I, I, it's a very sad thing. But that all this is happening, and I hope that they take the time to make it a smooth production instead mm-hmm. of all these trying to cut corners to get it to reach that release date. I agree. Because Blade is rad, and Mahershali is rad, and mm-hmm. vampires are rad. Let's get it. right. I mean, that's law. That's Bible. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about Blade losing its director, and who do you think would be a good fit to direct Blade? Let us know in the comments as we move on to a story that I'm going to completely let Nick take on, and he can throw the story to my opinion when he feels like it. This is all for Nick. Go ahead, buddy. Frequent viewers of the show will know that I love the character War Machine. Yes. Portrayed by Don Cheadle and at one point Terrence Howard. (laughs) Now for newer viewers, I love Don Cheadle and War Machine. (laughs) And a while back, we reported that Armor Wars was a show that was being developed on Disney Plus that would be centered on the character War Machine and Rhodey. And I tell you that I lost my shit. Mm-hmm. I and was then, there. And then two conventions went by where they just didn't mention anything with Armor Wars. So I got very scared. <laughs> and then, most recently, at D23, we reported that they just said, hey, Armor Wars is still happening. And that was it. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. It's confirmation. Now, casually, why not announce it, D23? I don't know. But the Armor Wars television show is now being developed as a movie. (laughs) And oh boy, am I pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him, Nick, Tom, how you feel. Yossi Lester... We're taking this from The Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. It feels weird that I'm reading the article. Yes. Yasser Lester, who is acting as head writer on the series, will remain as its feature scribed. Feature scribe. Obviously, this move essentially pushes it farther back down the development slate, which I'm sad about. But at the end of the day, I get to see Armor Wars on a big screen. And you can own it on 4K. And I can own it on 4K. <laughs> uh, sources say that the studio was committed to getting the story told the right way. And in that process, realized the feature was better suited for a film as opposed to a six-part series, as it was initially stated. Now, this is taking place after Secret Invasion. Yes, that we do know. That was established. They did say that because you do see uh, James Rhodes in the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Cheadle is reprising his longtime MC role as Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes, a.k.a. The War Machine, remains on board to star. Yasi Lester will remain as the scribe. Uh, Marvel's been eyeing a 2023 starter production on the series, but few people are gearing notified Thursday of the change of direction. No directors are officially attached at the time. 
What are your thoughts on this, Dalton? <laughs> I'm excited, buddy. I think it's going to be awesome. And what I like hearing is that Marvel has decided, you know what? This is not a show. This is a movie Sto- for the story we want to tell. Yeah. Because I think there's a couple projects we could point out where it's like, I wish they made that choice with those projects. I think they've made things that should have been shows. I think they've made movies that should have been shows and shows that should have been movies. Mm-hmm. And now with this, I think we're finally seeing like, okay, let's just, if it's not right for a series, let's just turn it into a film. Because they're talented enough, they can do it. And I'm glad that the writer's still on board with it. And I like what you told me yesterday when we talked about it. You were like, I bet you the writer just went to them and said, look, I got two hours. I got a solid two hours. <laughs> As with most of the shows we've seen, if you look at it, you're like, man, two of those six hours were not even episodic, just yeah. total runtime. Yeah. Like, man, there were two hours of solid things in there. Uh-huh. Um, I think also the fact, like, Armor Wars is a big thing in the comics. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's technology is stolen. It gets in the wrong hands. Shit hits the fan. And that scale, I think, is something really cool that I feel like would allow for a higher production value. Especially with all all those suits are CG. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that innately on it. Mm-hmm. What I am curious about is if Riri Williams, Ironheart. Ooh, yes. Who's introduced in Wakanda Forever, will be introduced in Wakanda Forever, will be in it as well. Because she was originally going to be in the series. Uh-huh. But I feel like this opens up a lot more, like, White Vision is still out there. That's mm-hmm. technically Stark Tech. Justin Hammer's still in prison. Is he coming back? Did Sam Rockwell said, fuck you, I'm not on TV. Yeah. You know, so I feel like this this ups the value of it a lot and makes it much more of an event film, especially with how it seems Secret Invasion is going yeah. to be changing a lot of the way we view the MCU as a whole. Yes, and, you know, let's say the budget of the show is going to be $250 million. Now you're getting that for two hours instead of six. Yeah. And it's going to go to much better use. Nick, just for you, I hope this movie has scrolls. I hope this movie has Justin Hammer. I hope this movie has the leader. I hope this movie has everything you've ever wanted to see. I hope you get all of it in this movie. Listen, I would just, I'm fine with it being a movie. If I get one scroll in it, cool. <laughs> Listen, I'm already getting him in the scroll TV show. Sure. So, like, I'm already sold on that yeah, front. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it, it's great. I find the character, I've always found the character super interesting. And unfortunately, he's kind of always just been there. Okay. You know, I feel like he's never really had, like... He gets his moment in all the big event films where he gets to do the stuff. But he's such an interesting character with his Mm -hmm. experience. And the sad part is I do love him and Robert Downey Jr. together. Yeah. Their banter was always great. So I hope they find a way to introduce another character that has that what we didn't tell you is that 50 million of the 250 budget is actually for a cameo for robert downey jr (laughs) yeah they needed him to film like honestly i would believe it if robert Mm -hmm. downey jr films a scene for this whether as like like a flashback a flashback ai or something ai a videotape he finds like all uh like when iron man watched with his dad Mm -hmm. um but i think definitely stuff that he would have to be filming new scenes for. i would i'd put that at 40 percent 40. I'll go 40. I don't know if I want to go higher. I'd go lower. You'd go lower? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd go 20. 20% chance Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Interesting. So I, But what I am curious is how much they integrate the greater MCU. Like, how many characters will mm-hmm. we get in this? Because he was in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in Secret Invasion. Does that mean we're going to get, like, a Nick Fury, a Maria Hill? Are we going to get a, like, Falcon... Captain America, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. All of those. And Mm -hmm. more. And more. And more. Anyway. I'm going to see Kang v. War Machine in a bare-knuckle brawl. Absolutely. 
And I was like, boom, you looking for this? It's a good point. I hope he says it at least once. Oh, he has to, right? <laughs> I hope that's like the working title on set. It's like, boom, you looking for this? That'd be amazing. Um, I think this is excellent news. And I'm very excited that they are determined to tell the story in the best way to fit the project. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so too. That That's the most exciting part about it for me, which I, I think they're going to do it for the future now. Yeah. What do you guys think about Armor Wars becoming a movie instead of a TV show? Let us know as we move on to the best movie news story in some time. I'm going to let Dalton introduce and run wild on this one like he just did with me for Armor Wars. Bless you. Go nuts. Or should I say go berserk? Go berserker, baby. So... Long-time viewers, as he likes Don Cheadle as War Machine, knows that I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. The Fox X-Men movies, while they may not be that much like the comics, have a very special place in my heart. They kind of introduced me to, like, superhero movies in a way. Love those films. I cried like a bitch during Logan. Like, big time. He was there. (laughs) And... Um, you know, it was, it was the end of an era. Like, after Hugh Jackman sat down for the role, we've been excited for who the, who the new Wolverine could be. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about it before, but, oh, well, it was fine. We knew that of all the people coming, like, all the Fox characters coming, that if there was one person that could play the same character and it'd be the same version of the character, it'd be Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Because you could literally have Deadpool in movie make a joke, like, oh, I'm with Disney now, and, like, it's fine. So, like, I was really excited about Deadpool coming to the MCU. Oh, I've always been. Yeah. On Twitter, for no fucking reason, they announced in a funny video, hey, Wolverine's going to be in Deadpool 3, and it's going to be Hugh Jackman. And don't forget, the movie's being made by Marvel Studios, produced by Kevin Feige. Okay, good night, September of 2024. Woo! (laughs) Are you kidding me? Fucking Hugh Jackman's coming back as Wolverine. One more time. I hope it's two more times, but one more time we know in Deadpool 3, and they wouldn't make this video if he wasn't going to be in it for, like, an extended period of time. If he was just a cameo, they would not do that. Um, Holy shit, first of all. Second of all, holy shit. And third of all, fuck yeah. This is fantastic news. I'm curious how much they're paying Hugh Jackman. I'm curious how many years Ryan Reynolds has just been tapping his shoulder like, excuse me. Will you come back, play Wolverine one more time, please? <laughs> and the original writers of Deadpool are coming back. And if you watch the Deadpool movies, this is the natural conclusion. Because he always talks about like wanting to like be with Logan. Yeah. This is hysterical. And we have the MCU playground. Are they going to bring Hugh Jackman into the MCU for a little bit for funsies? Are we going to see him fight Mark Ruffalo's Hulk? Or, what's going to happen, Nicholas? I just want to see it. I just want to know. <laughs> and... Opening the conversation more, which I bet you haven't even thought about yet, we know that Deadpool 3 is rated R. That's one of the only rated R things Marvel has said that they're going to keep rated R. Yeah. Wolverine is in it, which means we're going to get rated R Wolverine scenes directed and made by Marvel Studios. When we get the MCU's Wolverine, since they have given the audience R-rated Wolverine... Will they do it again Ooh. with their Wolverine? I didn't think of that. And will they allow their X-Men stuff to be R-rated? I feel like R-rated X-Men would make me like the X-Men a lot more. Hey, fair. 
But I love the X-Men. Because my three favorite X-Men things are the R-rated. Yes, yes. Uh, Nick, t- what a time. I have to survive two more years. This is bullshit. <laughs> but, like, it's... I'm super stoked about this. He's, like, one of my all-time favorite... Like, born to play the role, in a way. Yeah. He's not five foot five like the comics. Fuck off. He's amazing in the role. Who gives a fuck about the comics? He's Wolverine. Can I can I tell you what I want the post credit scene of the movie to be? Of Deadpool three? Yes. Go on. All right, Logan. And Deadpool has a PowerPoint presentation, and it's the Phase Six. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I know you said you'd do it just this one more time, but we got a whole open slate, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in any of them." And Hugh Jackman is just like, "That Secret Wars looks pretty cool." <laughs> like that would be so fun like if they did something like that yeah because dude in, in secret wars none of this is confirmed by the way the only thing that's confirmed is that there's a secret wars movie in secret wars if i in one frame saw hugh jackman as wolverine toby Maguire as spider-man and wesley snipes as blade i would die you're forgetting a big one in my seat nicholas cage's ghost rider oh, dude <laughs> i didn't even think about that Oh, man. Did Thomas it... Jane as the pun. <laughs> ben Affleck as Daredevil. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine if that lineup was there? I would. Fa- Dude, I would lose my ever loving fucking mind. Oh, my oh goodness. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, I'm very excited about this. What are your thoughts? Oh, I think it's great. I, I saw a lot of kind of discourse online about like diminishing Logan. And no. Quite frankly, I don't agree with that. Yeah. That takes place in 2029. Mm-hmm. For all we know, they could hop in a portal, and then at the end of the movie, be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You need to die, and then yeah. just, like, kicking him out. But I think I think that's what's going to make it an amazing goodbye, yeah. is I feel like Deadpool knows, like, for whatever story reason, Deadpool know. like, this is, like, a, a theory I have. Yeah. Theory. There's a TVA in the Fox universe, mm-hmm. and they capture Deadpool for what he was doing in Deadpool 2, yeah. messing with time. They capture him and Cable. I think I think Cable will be in the movie. Mm. I think they capture them both. And then he sees the timeline of the Fox universe and sees that Charles Xavier kills all the X-Men and that Logan dies and the rest of the X-Men go to Canada. He's going to go, wow, like that's such a brutal fucking end for this universe. Like that's crazy. I don't like that. And he goes into the, them, gets Logan and goes into the TVA and like somehow ends up in the MCU. Yeah. And it's them on like a road trip, fish out of water movie. And then it has to end with him correcting the timeline. I think he's going to find out that he's a Nexus being mm-hmm. and that he can travel the multiverse, but he has to close that portal. And to do that, he has to send Logan back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since he knows he's going to die, like the goodbye we're going to get for Hugh Jackman is Deadpool saying, like, not being able to tell Logan that he knows he's about to die. Yeah. And like sending him back and like he won't remember it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like that's going to be, like... So people saying, like, oh, it's going to ruin the goodbye. No, I think we're going to get a much more sad and funny goodbye. Yeah. Like, from that. By I the mean, way, that what I just pitched that out of nowhere. That sounds awesome. That sounds good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think the thing is just... Deadpool and Logan always need to be together. So the fact that we're getting it and Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds have just had that ri- fake rivalry... Mm-hmm. As the actors for yes. so long that I feel like this movie is just going to be great. And you have Sean Levy back. Yes. Directing yes, both true. of them, which true. is rad as hell. Uh-huh. Um, did you see like kind of the paparazzi asked Hugh Jackman? They were like, no. how'd they get you back or whatever? And he just said, I do what I want. <laughs> and like just walked into <laughs> his car. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, like Nick, 
What if they do Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel universe? That'd be funny. So, like, do you think that they would set it in the Fox universe and then just at the end Deadpool ends up in the MCU instead I, of it taking place wholly in the MCU? Well, I don't know how it could take place wholly in the MCU if Wolverine's there. Exactly. Yeah. Some interesting stuff at play. God, I can't. And we have to wait two fucking years. <laughs> God damn it. I just am so pumped for the marketing for the movie. Oh, me too. Ryan it's going to be perfect. It's always incredible. And I think that'll be great. Yes. And I love the bit they gave us of Deadpool and Korg for the Free Guy marketing. Oh, that was a Free Guy's movie. a great movie. Free Guy was good. Sean Levy. Sean Levy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's it's so cool that he's wanting to come back. And does this mean Greatest Showman 2 gets announced? <laughs> and if so, is it going to go against whatever Star Wars movie comes out again? Because <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I am beyond excited about that like i like literally i didn't know what to do with myself i mean well actually i did because we were having a hurricane here in florida when that news happened and i was like i could die (laughs) (laughs) knowing that hugh jackman's coming back my whole thing is also just armor wars and this news d23 was a month ago yeah you could have tore the house down bringing hugh jackman out on stage So, like was the armor Wars stuff not finalized yet was hugh jackman not confirmed yet because also a month seems like a very quick turnaround mm-hmm. on that you know i don't know i'm not gonna question the madness fair i'm just gonna say Accept it. i'm just gonna say thank you for, for doing it and move on understandable but also what a win for kevin feige too because this has to be such a full circle moment for him and that his first job in the industry was being an associate producer on X-Men 1. Oh, wow. That's cool. Like, he picked up... I'm pretty sure he picked up Hugh Jackman from the airport. That's awesome. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, that was his, like... Because he got an internship. I'm reading, like, the Marvel Studios book right now, and it talks about how he got started. He worked for Richard Donner over at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And his his wife, their company. And he eventually moved over to, to start a producing... Well, no, no, because the Donners produced X-Men. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I fucking love X-Men and started working on it. And like, that's how he got started, which is crazy. And so I, you know, there's going to be a moment where they're going to be on set and him, Ryan and Kevin are going to take a photo. And then there's going to be like an old school photo from like 2000 of like Hugh Jackman and Kevin Feige. I really hope that there's like a story where he like picked up Hugh Jackman from the airport and was just ranting about X-Men. I'm like, oh my God, do you ever think like Wolverine and Deadpool would be together? (laughs) And Hugh Jackman was like, I don't know who the fuck Deadpool is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i hope that there's a joke about x-men origins wolverine i mean there has to be mm-hmm. but i hope that it's like that they make a joke about how like that movie is like not canon or, or like basically what i'm hoping is deadpool's like logan wade wilson from the weapon x program and he's like i don't know who you are he's like no it was i had the fucking and he's like it was it was crazy like you don't remember yeah. this and he's like no did like, you see the an old interview with sean levy the, who's directing Deadpool 3. Um, he oh. was doing promo for the mm-hmm. Adam Project. And they were like, hey, you've worked with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what do we got there? And he was like, I cannot say how or when, but I will be the lucky son of a bitch who puts those two in a movie together. Yeah, He 100% knew at He that knew point. at the time. Yeah, You could tell. Yeah. Like, he was like, dude, they got all kinds of secrets going on that we'll never know gonna about. It's going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm excited. Uh, fuck, man! They always make me have to continue living and like looking <laughs> forward to things. I gotta start getting healthier so I can be there. How do you think I feel? Armor Wars doesn't have a release date. 
<laughs> it could happen at any moment. <laughs> um, well, on to more exciting news. It's time for the box office. The box office. The box office. Dude, that was good. I was oh, like, thank you. I was like, I was thinking about what's coming next in the show. Surprise! I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is he going to? <laughs> no. So yes, we do have the box office numbers for the last weekend. And again, these are Sunday estimates. I will post the final Monday numbers in the description of the video. So they go as follows. Coming in first place. Do you want to guess? First place. Mm-hmm. Bros. No. Avatar. No. Don't worry, darling. No. There was another new release. There was another new release with... I don't know them. Smile came in number one. Wow. With $22 million. Holy shit. Well, that movie made its money back. Yeah, and it has around the same budget as the Black Phone did. Mm-hmm. So, they're, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Horror is killing it this year, dude. It's doing really well. Crushing it. Also, the movies are all great. Yeah. And at the end of the year, we got to do like a horror retrospective and talk about all the horror movies. I'd be down. I also, this is like a little behind the scenes. I want to rewatch all of Phase 4 after Black Panther comes out Mm. with you and and rank like Phase 4. I'd be down for that. Sick. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But anyway, moving on. uh, Number two in the box office, taking a 62% drop from week one to week two, was Don't Worry Darling, making $7.3 million. Coming in third was The Woman King, making another $7 million in its third weekend, dropping only 36% from week two to week three. Coming in fourth was the new release Bros, making $4.8 million. And coming in fifth, dropping only 55%, Avatar, in its uh, 668th week in release. Some uh, some other things I want to point out for personal reasons. One, Pearl has now made eight million dollars. Nice. That bit just made eight times its budget back, which is insanity. That's great. I wonder if. Uh, let me see what's made more, that or X. Let me see what X made. X made thirteen. God damn. So so far X is winning, mm-hmm. but I also don't think Pearl's been released overseas yet. X has. Um, and also, right now, do you want to? Guess the total worldwide box office of Minions: The Rise of Gru. Ooh, because we we have to keep coming back to it every so often. One point five billion dollars. No. no, the only two so far at a billion are Jurassic World and Top Gun. Nine hundred and thirty-eight. Close. Ooh, nine twenty-four. Won't make it, will it? Well, I think it might just be opening in China. Oh, we might get a little bump. We'll see. You think Avatar gets the three billion? Is that what? It's at two point nine. Let me see what its total is, and I can tell you. I wonder. How, I'm really curious how the second one's going to do. I mean, I know it's going to do well. Mm-hmm. All right, Avatar one. Two point nine oh five. There's no way. You don't think it does it? No. 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 Is it still in theaters? Uh huh. <laughs> I don't think it's making another hundred million dollars. That just means they're going to re-release it a week before the new one comes out. Again. Well, in twenty twenty nine, it'll be the ten year anniversary. That's true. Or the twenty year. God, the twenty year anniversary. <laughs> And I think Avatar 4 comes out in 2026. I mean, they'll probably re-release them all 
as like things does double features with double features count toward the box i actually office? that's a great question i actually don't know like if they did an event like that i actually do not know hmm. i think it'll reach three billion eventually before we die before we die three billion i'm really curious what um avatar 2 like i know i mentioned it earlier it's gonna do well it's gonna make money most of the money will be overseas and not here, but it will make good money here. But are we going to see it like Top Gun, where it's just like every week we're like, all right, well, we're well, 12 that, weeks in and Top Gun's still number three? Well, that's what the first Avatar did. Yeah. We'll see. Depends, it, it, it depends on how good the movie is. Yeah. Because we know from a visual effects standpoint, it's going to fucking blow our minds. Mm-hmm. If if this is the worst movie I've ever seen, I'm still going to have to watch it at least twice. Yeah. Just to look, because like just from the trailer, like... um. We're making Quiver right now. I had a meeting with our VFX artist, and he was talking. We were just shooting the shit, and he goes, dude, I'm so excited for Avatar. And he was talking about, like, in his world, like, that trailer, like, melted him and all of his friends' brains, like, all his visual (laughs) effects people. Like, they were, like, going frame by frame, like, fucking look at this. Like, it's so good. That's cool. And so it's going to... it. The only Oscar lock is that for visual effects. Yeah, you can call that now. I can call it now. Yeah. That that's winning. A thousand percent. But yeah, that was the top five box office domestic. And we will have the final numbers in on Monday. And before we go, we did see a movie last week. Yes. We saw the recent release called Bros, starring Billy Eichner. I'll let you take the reins first. Um, I thought it was great. I liked it as well. I liked it a lot. It was very entertaining. One, the big like kind of thing with it is it's an entirely LGBTQIA plus cast. Yes. And it is the first LGBTQIA plus rom-com distributed by... Like a major... A major product, because I believe Universal distributed it, right? Yeah. And, I mean, one, great step. Yeah. And the movie was fantastic. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. And, like, uh, I'm going to skip around. Yeah. But, like, on a dramatic level, too... The monologue that Billy Eichner gives on the beach mm-hmm. fucking crushes it. Cause, yeah, because my whole thing was I love Billy Eichner, mm-hmm. but he's always Billy Eichner. Yeah. He's Billy, on the, Billy street, on the street running around yeah. yelling. He's mm-hmm. Craig from Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. yelling angry. So I was like, I'm, I feel like it was going to take me like five minutes to be, like see him acting mm-hmm. and also believe him as like the love interest in yeah. this. Scene one, I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Like, I'm there. Yeah. And what I like that he did that I thought was interesting is he they made a story reason like his character is a um, historian mm-hmm. for LGBTQIA plus. And so he throughout the movie gets to talk about the history of that community. So it was also like you could tell he wanted to make something where he was teaching people and people were learning, but he didn't want to be preachy and he didn't want to be yeah. out of nowhere. So he's like, oh, well, if it's based in the character's roots, it'll come across as part of the story. And it was very I liked that. That it was very interesting and informative while not, like, pausing the momentum of the movie to give you this information. Like, it, it worked really, really well. Yeah. Well, and also the way they introduced certain um, phrases or elements or certain things that are really specific to that community. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sometimes that doesn't reach a wider audience. Mm-hmm. So it kind of takes a minute. Like, you have to explain certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. They did a good job yeah. of establishing how things are different from like you know straight couples and different parts of the world they're like no 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 like there's a great quote in the beginning where he says they say love is love but love is not love it's very different Mm -hmm. and him like describing that i thought it was really it it really helped not only the audience but it helped the movie and it helped the the flow of the movie go yeah as we see these characters with different experiences because if you didn't do that we would think of the characters very differently 
exactly. than we do, you know, and it was, it really helped. And also just the, like, a phrase or something. It's not like, what is that? And yeah. it's like, well, you don't need to be asking that because yeah. you know what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it did a very good job of balancing those types of things as yeah. well. And also really just building up both the main leads. Yeah. Like, they actually took time to develop both of them fully. And I, yeah. I found, like, the, the love interest. Mm-hmm very interesting as a character and yeah. seeing like you follow him for just scenes on his own yeah. for a good chunk of the movie as well. It was mm-hmm. like a very like 50, 50 split almost, which yeah. I think worked really well. Yeah. And I will say in the beginning of the movie, the other lead, I, his name is leaving me. Um, I didn't like him at first, mm-hmm. but then as we learned about what type of person the character was, I was like, Oh, he's playing him perfectly. Yeah. Cause at first it came across very dull and very like non enthusiastic. Like, I, I don't know. It was just like, it was weird. Like, because, yes, you have to have, like, the crazy guy and the straight man for, like, comedy. Straight as in, like, serious. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you have the Billy Eichner of it all, and you need to counterbalance that. But I almost thought it was too much in the direction. Like, it was too cool. Mm-hmm. But then as you learn more about the character in the movie, it grew on me, and it wasn't a problem. Yeah, like, the character type yeah. worked mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. very well. So I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I only I have a few complaints about the movie, mm-hmm. and that is, um, one... It almost, to me, had no visual style. And, like, not that movies need to always be stylistic, mm-hmm. but I thought the blocking was very awkward. I thought the um, shot composition was very just bland and standard. And I know it's a rom-com, and you might be, like, you're asking a lot of a rom-com, but, like, I just like seeing movies made in innovative ways. Mm-hmm. And every rom-com I've seen, I give the same complaint, with the exception of a few that don't do this. But it's just, like, okay, like, it's just, like, Here's a still shot here. Here's a still shot here. Here's a still shot here. Here's a weird edit. Here's the and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, but what helped this movie is the script was very well written. Tight script and yes. very um very like quick. Very it's a very talk heavy yes. movie. Yes. Dialogue heavy movie. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the rhythm between it, like I thought the way that was edited together yes. was done really and well. And it had the rhythm. Exactly. Um, the only other thing is, while it had the rhythm for certain sequences of the overall pace of the movie, mm-hmm. I thought the second act dragged a okay. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's great stuff in the second act, but overall, like it had me early. It slowly started to lose me, and then it got me again. Yeah. And that's just over the course of the movie. And if it, for a movie that's not very long, it felt long. Mm-hmm. And that's always an issue. There were some good visual edit gags. There were. That I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. With like the appearances and stuff. Yes. Oh my uh, God, yes. But I, I think I agree with you. The second act kind of just... Mm-hmm. It didn't like halt, but you're like, all right, let's 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 get back up on the upswing yeah. again. And like my big thing, my only like... And that's not even like a major issue, is rom-com tropes. Mm-hmm. Now, I also get the double-edged sword of the whole point of the movie is that it's a rom-com for this community, for yeah. the LGBTQIA plus community. And that they don't have a film that has these tropes and has these the way that rom-coms go. And so now they have this film. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I don't like rom-com tropes in any rom-com. And seeing them, I was just like, ugh. Like some of the the sequences of just like, you know, they're walking away and they turn around dramatically and they're like, wait. And yeah, like they stop the in the street. Running to the person. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, and like uh, for some of it, I thought they were joking because they established early in the film that there was going to be like fantasy sequences with one of the best jokes in a movie of the entire year involves a um, someone calling their grandma, but it's like a fantasy sequence. Mm-hmm. That was fucking hilarious. That was good. And, um, but I, with those tropes, 
it's just more of just like, okay, here's the rom-com thing, you know? And like some of it worked Mm -hmm. like the end, particularly with the song. That's all I'll say. I thought worked very well. And I really liked the ending of the film. Yeah. Um, but there were other times and situations where I was like, okay, here's the rom-com stuff, you know, but overall I like the movie a lot. See what I think was interesting with that. Like, yeah, there were the tropes and everything and they do establish like the love is not love is not love. Like Mm -hmm. they do that whole explanation, which was really interesting. But at the same time, it subliminally still kind of like helped to establish like, but we can, it's still the same. Yeah. In a sense, like the tropes still yeah. fit. Life, the, the point of like life is still the same. Like, yeah. like life is life. Exactly. Love is not love, but life is life. Yeah. And so like, yes, I see mm-hmm. what you mean. So mm-hmm. I feel like it helped bridge that gap a lot yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, like I, I get why they did it. Yeah. It just as a viewer, I'm just like, okay. It's like watching a the, horror movie where you're like, yep, they're. Where you're like, oh, nope, they're going oh, up the stairs. Weird pause. Know? What's going to happen? Yeah, oh, yeah. jump scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but. It, great i hope there's more and i want more billy eichner movies as him as a lead yes with him as a writer and a writer too yeah very well written yeah and, and i know that he everything. wrote i think he wrote the script with another person but i don't remember their name uh nicholas stoller i believe okay. was the name yeah i think i only registered that because nicholas yeah yeah that's fair. um yeah no overall i would recommend oh yeah recommend absolutely Absolutely recommend go check it out i'm so glad we're going that route of just recommend or don't yeah it makes it so much easier it's much easier but yes very much so recommend i will say though it's very rated r lots of sex lots of it it was a a very r-rated movie i I get reminded that i need to um say these things to people because i recommend movies at work yeah and then people watch movies and i forget that not everyone's like me that's like oh movies are movies what's in them what's in them i recommended a random person at work american psycho because ah. I'm like, this is one of the best horror movies ever made. You should watch it. American Psycho has a lot of sex and a lot of horrific violence and like very like sexually violent things. And the mm-hmm. person came back to work and they were like, I'm no offense. I couldn't finish it. I was like, Valid. you know what? I never warned you about that. That's fair. So like, you know. Kind of have to get I, like the judgment. Like, are you cool with this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like I have to remember like that not everyone's like me. Because like me, I can, there's nothing that can happen in a movie to me be like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so like I have to, I have to remember that not everyone's like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, watch Bros. It's very good. <laughs> if you're concerned about any of that, IMDb Parents Guide. Yes, and well, the fact that more yourself. people don't access that more. Yeah, and it's especially frustrating working at a movie theater of someone coming out being like, "I had no idea that my child could not see this." It's like it's rated R. You can. There's so many steps you can take. There's so many sites. Not even just IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. You could do the, even down to the bear, if you didn't, if that stuff didn't exist, do the old school thing of like, go see the movie first. Mm -hmm. I still know parents who do that, who no matter what, even what the internet says, they go see the movie first. Oh, wow. Quick anecdote. My favorite instance of that was, um, I, it was when Endgame came out and I was working at the theater and it was like the tail end of Endgame. Like Endgame was almost out of theaters. Yeah. It was like a random Wednesday night. A guy sprints to the door because the show's about to start. And he goes, can I get one for Avengers Endgame? And in my head, I'm like, all right, this is a bit weird that like Endgame is about to leave theaters. This guy's right. Like, there's no way it's his first time watching it. And he's like out of breath. And I'm like, you good? And he goes, yeah, it's my first time seeing it. And I'm like, oh, dang. Well, like, you, you know, no offense. You're kind of late in the game. And he goes, listen, I know all the spoilers. 
I know all that stuff. I couldn't avoid it. I have a nine-year-old son who loves these movies, and I started watching them with him because I wanted him to be entertained. And then as I watched Iron Man, I was like, fuck, that was good. And I started watching all of them. I found out that Iron that Iron Man dies. My kid can't know that Iron Man dies, but God damn it, I need to see this movie. <laughs> so he didn't bring the kid, and he just went with himself. <laughs> it was the funniest fucking thing ever. That's good. That's really funny. Oh, so, man. yeah. Go check uh, out Bros. Yes. Ba- it is, it is back a, to the original yeah, point. Go check out Bros. It is a Bros. movie night's recommendation. Yes. Go check out Bros. And I think that's all we had planned on the show for today, unless you had something else. Uh, no, I just want to run through the, just catch up on the, yeah, I didn't want to stop the momentum. <laughs> if you liked what you heard today and want more, don't forget to subscribe to the official Movie Nights YouTube channel for weekly shows and movie reviews. You can also check us out on our social channels where we post updates, short video clips, and more. Those links can be found in the video description below. And as always, you can find our audio on any major podcasting network, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You did great. I was about to get to that. Oh, you're good. I'll just take it and we'll just get it. You nailed it. Yep. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next week.